Good day, everyone. My name is Uluvaletu Dube, and I'm an actuarial consultant at Insight. So I'm at BHF today, and I'm currently joined by Charlton Murove, who's um, at from BHF. Charlton, do you mind giving us a brief introduction about yourself? Hello, my name is Charlton Murove. I'm the head of research uh, at the BHF, and um, I'm passionate about creating access to healthcare. That's amazing. Um, so, Charlton, I had the pleasure of sitting in on your talk, and basically, your talk about was about um, innovative solutions to funding um, high cost medication. Um, so, um, what do you, so what do you feel are the complexities that surround actually coming up with a solution to funding high cost medication? Okay, so, one of the biggest barriers has always been the regulatory approval for getting something going when uh, I think there is incomplete regulation schemes were, were not supposed to face such risks alone. Uh, we should have had a risk equalization fund or more recently risk adjustment mechanism for schemes which would essentially create a way of schemes sharing risks amongst themselves um, the benefit of that is it improves it improves sustainability. It from a scheme perspective, it creates more certainty in terms of the outflows. So, without that in place, uh, the next alternative would be reinsurance. But there has always been negative perceptions around reinsurance. One of them does make sense that when a scheme pays a reinsurance premium. It is essentially loses some of that money. It goes out to a reinsurer. So um, we had to find a solution which addresses this challenge uh, while it's also taking care of some of the regulatory concerns. Okay. So um, you came up with an innovative solution that you shared with us. Do you mind touching on it? So, so the solution is a self-captive arrangement. A self-captive arrangement is an insurance arrangement where the insured parties come together, create their own rules, and then they make a reinsurance ar arrangement amongst themselves. So besides having the flexibility of setting their own rules, they have the benefit of sharing in the reinsurance prof profits. So the concern about money being lost to the system is not there because the money is just shared amongst the schemes. So um, maybe I'm coming from an actual perspective, but um, what underwriting of the schemes do you think we'd have to put in place for this to actually work? Would we be able to underwrite schemes? Would we, would we be able to put waiting periods on schemes? Um, is the voluntary, whether or not it's voluntary to enter into this arrangement, would that, wouldn't that also have an impact on how sustainable this um, um arrangement would be yeah so with a soul captive you can make it the way you want it um when we start off obviously we do have some aspirations we want to see happening uh we want it to be such that anyone can participate number one number two we also want it to be simple um i think Looking at the previous risk equalization fund, it was quite complex. Um, schemes would know upfront whether they're going to pay into that adjustment mechanism or if they are going to benefit. 
and then it then makes the decision making by the scheme a little bit tricky because some would say no it doesn't make sense for me to participate and so on so maybe it would have worked because a regulator can say you must but we can't say to people we must so how we approach it is um we have a lot of constraints that we want to meet so one of them is simplicity so we are we hope we'll be able to have a single premium for all schemes which will only be dependent on size which is the same principle you have in schemes of community rating and then having a simple premium like that and then also making sure that everyone has a reason to want to participate so for small schemes um i think the obvious reason is it smooths out claims for bigger schemes some of them just because they are big uh they tend to attract members who claim so much because members go there because they know there's more financial security uh some of them also might want to join simply because they want um a structure which is going to standardize how they approach innovative medicines or these high cost medicines so joining a structure like that might just help them with their pr campaigns so we just want to make sure that at the end of the day the so captive arrangement is attractive to everyone people might not join for exactly the same reasons but there is something to benefit uh, from that so when it comes to actually claiming from um the self captive arrangement would it be a case of your medication costs have gotten to a certain point or are we going to like single out um different um i guess diagnoses or things that would result in high cost medication so we have selected 25 uh drugs um I don't know what to say in terms of drugs whether I should say products but it's drugs uh, we'll use nappy codes so that it's yeah it's not going to be this product manufactured by that and so on so the nappy codes will standardize that in these um the cost in excess of 250,000 per year per beneficiary so if a scheme joins the self captive arrangement um we won't cover people who are currently receiving this medicines because that's going to bring in the gaming issue again they will benefit for any new diagnosis for those medicines and we we're going to put up an excess to say that the scheme will cover the first 100,000 from those um drugs the idea is you don't want the self captive arrangement to be busy processing claims um and then you also want some risk management or the right behavior amongst the schemes then what we possibly might do is we'll say for any amount above 100,000 we can say the self captive would pay maybe 95% of that the scheme still covers 5% just to make sure that they don't completely pass on all the risks to the self captive and then we'll put up um a ceiling uh, the maximum to which the self captive arrangement would pay and then so this is what we think we will sit with the schemes and discuss and see what they saying it's an arrangement for schemes by schemes so obviously get uh, input on them and make sure that it's sustainable and it also is almost like a no brainer for all schemes we hope we we'll get there i hope so too 
Have you seen, um, have you been able to come across any maybe case studies of other places where this arrangement has been implemented before? So, um, so, so captives are not new. Um, they are just new to schemes. So um, I think a lot of industries do have their own sale captives arrangement. I think some insurers actually do have their own sale captive arrangement. So, so they are common practice. Um, the vehicles we are going to use are already established. There is legislation providing for that under the Short Term Insurance Act already. So it's just schemes plugging into an existing system and then making the rules for their own benefit. So um, in this process of um, putting together the self captive arrangement, um, how, do, how do you plan on including all the stakeholders involved? I imagine um, outside of the schemes, maybe you'd want to get some input maybe from the pharmaceutical, from the pharmaceutical side, from employees and uh, from employees and employers, from the government regulator. Um, is there a sort of a game plan you have of like including all the necessary stakeholders? So, so far we, we have managed to get this far uh, because of the help we have received from our stakeholders. We have received help from Universal Healthcare and MediCredit in terms of just analyzing and coming up with that list of 25 um, medicines. Then when it comes to pricing, we did have lots of help from Insight. So we will work with uh, relevant stakeholders along the way until we get this through the finishing line. So um, what do you see in terms of the future of um, other innovative methods of funding high-cost care, um, high-cost medical high-cost medicines in South Africa. Um, do you feel like there's any technological advancements that you're seeing that might also be able to maybe help improve the um, the self-captive arrangement or even help develop other innovative um, tools that we could use? Yeah, so I think there's always potential for innovation. And um, um, I think there are some ideas which we'll share when the time is right. <laughs> uh, so, so yeah, so, so obviously the, the imagination can go, can go wild, but I think the objective of trying to make sure that we create access to these medicines, I think it's quite important. It, reason, it resonates with a lot of stakeholders. So um, I think we just need to get this over the line. And then when the industry gets comfortable with the idea, then we can share other potential ideas as to how we can improve that access. Thank you so much. Um, so we've, I've gotten a lot of information and we've learned so much about the salt captive arrangement. Um, when you started speaking at the um, at the con at the convention at the convention, um, you did mention that it is very difficult to come up with something innovative, but you actually did manage to come up with something innovative. So congratulations to that. I found it very interesting and I was like, oh my God, this, this makes a lot of sense. Why are we not doing this? Um, so um, thank you so much for joining us. Um, I don't want to keep you any longer. Uh, but thank thank you. you. Thank you for interviewing me. And you are a great host. Thanks. <laughs>